When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. the sins of every movie that came before and fulfill the survivor destiny in 2015's final girls scott just had a 90 minute orgasm adam's taking <laughs> selfies and pissing his pants and billy better watch out because he just fucked with the wrong virgin me so grab some popcorn and watch the undead reincarnation of your mom dude strip tease because it's our movie night wow <laughs> yes. you really really outdid yourself this time buddy <laughs> Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but if my mom was Malin Ackerman, I don't know how I, I don't know if I'd have as much of a problem with watching her do an undead striptease. <laughs> what are you, she Donald is... Trump's in reverse? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> not... I think it's a lot weirder when you say that about your own daughter instead of me making a joke about a woman who I'm not related to. I yeah, don't know. Trumping is gross, but reverse trumping. <laughs> Totally okay. We're all we've all reversed Trump once in our lives. <laughs> That's my favorite position is the reverse Trump. <laughs> I can vouch that it is his favorite position. <laughs> so Final Girls, this is a weird one because this isn't really anybody's pick. I mean, I guess it's kind of Scott's pick, but essentially Scott. It just, was my suggestion. Yeah, Scott basically messaged us one day in our little uh, group Facebook chat and was just like. Yo, motherfuckers, not sure if you heard of Final Girls, but I think we should probably do this. And I was iffy on it because I wasn't sure how easy it would be for me to acquire a copy of it. And then I stumbled upon a Blu-ray at a Best Buy and was like, all right, let's do Final Girls. And it's a good movie, which is probably a problem. We don't do good movies well on this podcast. No. No, we're not very funny when it comes to praise. No, we yeah. just kind of circle jerk about things. And I, I've watched this movie twice since we said we were going to discuss it. 
but uh, I, I didn't watch it recently because we're recording this pretty much immediately after Christmas, so I've been doing so much family stuff, I haven't even gotten a chance to sit down and rewatch it. But I, I think it's pretty fresh in my mind. I got the wiki page up in case I get lost on anything here. But the movie starts off with a, uh, a trailer. It's a pretty good trailer. It's like a good vintage throwback trailer to an 80s slasher film called Camp Bloodbath. The thing that I like about this trailer is not only does it feel like a real trailer from that time period, but I would absolutely have watched this movie if it was a real movie. Like, oh, everything yeah. about it would have draw, drew me into seeing that film. Oh, 100%. The second you see Billy's mask, I'm fucking all in. So we we're, we find out the, that this trailer is being watched on an iPad, and we, we meet Max. Her mom was one of the actresses in the movie, but not the final girl, just a random Scream Queen character in there. And uh, they get into a car accident, which kills her mom. And then we jump. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I always know that a car crash scene is going to happen in movies. Like I always kind of, they're fairly telegraphed in their like unexpectedness. Like it's always like people are like singing or like not totally paying. Yes, attention. they're doing something that's it's totally innocuous, and then bam, car crash. And I hate it. And I, it always makes me jump, even though I know that oh, they're probably going to get in a car crash right now. I just think it's the the sound of a car crash always gets a jump out of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, if I have one gripe for this film, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> so we jump to to three years later. It's the anniversary of her mom's death, and what better way to celebrate the three year anniversary of a B level actress's death? than to do a screening of Camp Blood and Camp Blood 2, which I imagine she wasn't even in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she wasn't in the second one. <laughs> so, um, let's think of some better ways. Go to her grave, put some flowers <laughs> on it. You Say know, a prayer, maybe. So, <laughs> Don't watch her get viciously macheted in a movie. <laughs> so a bunch of kids happen to be friends with her daughter who did survive the car crash and convince her that she should go to this double screening in return for doing homework so this is where that is the most high school thing by the way like i'll do your homework if you come to this thing that i put together (laughs) (laughs) so we meet her best friend gertie her best friend's stepbrother duncan chris the guy that she's into and chris's ex-girlfriend vicky who apparently used to be friends with max and while they're in the theater the theater starts to catch a fire and they decide to cut a hole through the th- through the screen in order to get to the exit behind it, and suddenly they're trapped inside the movie. And they never explain how this happens, and I'm okay with that. I think it's probably better that they just don't explain it because would you really want to hear the I don't the I don't want the explanation, explanation absolutely not <laughs> like absolutely be, not it would be so badly just like thrown together like you know unless unless the explanation was Don Knotts like if it was just <laughs> they just followed they followed the uh, Pleasantville plot line and Don Knotts is somehow the reason they got sucked in the movie I'd be a okay with everything listen well, I think that's the, one of those things you can only do once they they take the uh, the last action hero route and they all got golden tickets. So they they find themselves inside the movie. They start hanging out with the characters from the movie. There's a a bunch of really good scenes in here. Uh, I specifically like a scene involving Duncan Duncan (laughs) talking to Kurt, uh, who is Adam Devine from Workaholics and Pitch Perfect. And he's uh, Andy from Modern Family, which is what I know, recognize him from. And he's kind of like the the sexed up horn dog of the movie. Pretty much any scene between the two of those guys is always really funny. But they witness the first killing from Billy. Um, They hear the urban legend of Billy. Duncan explains to them that... I keep saying Dungan, and I don't know why. Is that like a Philadelphia thing? No, no. (laughs) There's no one that Uh, I can think of with that name at all. 
Um, Duncan. Gungans, Gungans live on the planet Naboo. That's where. They- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Duncan explains to them that because they're not part of the movie, they can't be killed by Billy. Uh, and then Billy kills them in probably the saddest scene in the movie. Uh, and this is a scene in which a, a girl loses her mother. Uh, but I'm more sad to see the character that I most connect with be first to go. This is Matt's. For this is forever. Matt's like burden is geeky dude gets murdered, and Matt's like, no, I wanted dude, him to live. Scream two was yep. really. Rough. I was about to say was Scream like the best movie for you, and Scream two is the worst. <laughs> Pretty much. So they decide that if Billy can kill them, that they have to survive the movie using their knowledge, and they start to force the movie to almost rewrite itself, trying to make it so that Max's mom survives instead of the original final girl, who is you know, the local badass Paula and shit kind of hits the fan. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit that happens. The movie's fairly new, so we probably shouldn't get too deep into that area of the story. Whatever. We've already spoiled the shit out of it. (laughs) We spoiled the first like 15 minutes of it. Okay. (laughs) But it, well, I have, I do kind of want to spoil it because I have a problem with the end of the movie. Okay. Well, okay. What we can do is we can, we can make our funny comments and then Matt can be like, before we do our, what did we watch? How's that? Okay. All right. People can turn it off if they're upset and worried that they're going to have the film ruined for them. But also, I feel like if you're listening to our podcast, you should know better than to try and not get shit spoiled for you. To be fair, though, usually we're either talking about films that are like two decades old or films that are huge piles of garbage that no one actually wants to sit through. This This, is true. They use us as they... (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is one of the few times that we're watching not just a new movie, but like a legitimately good movie. For Geekscape, I did an article of the ten films that I saw this year. I didn't even do like... like, Because I didn't see enough films in 2015 and this was the only 2015 release that made it onto my list as like no this was a really good movie that i saw this year that's worth your time i don't think it's better than say inside out but everybody and their mom saw inside out and i don't think a lot of people even know that final girls exists which is why i was kind of okay with us doing this episode yeah, yeah, it's weird that that the, like because it's genuinely really really good. So I'm I'm weirded out that this didn't get a wider release or more coverage or what. And but. it's PG thirteen, so you'd think that like a studio would eat up the fact that it's a a PG thirteen horror movie to begin with, and it's a PG thirteen horror movie that doesn't really feel like a PG thirteen. It doesn't I actually didn't know it was PG thirteen until you just told me. Yeah, because there's I was like waiting the, for the boobs yeah. in that, and I was like, oh, there's no boobs, no big deal, and then. That makes total sense. Yeah, there's no gore. There's really not that much gore in it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The kills are very PG-13. Like the like Thomas Middlemitch. Like that that wouldn't even kill you. It's so yeah. weird that that. <laughs> uh, and Thomas Middle Middleditch is just killing it in this movie. He is so fucking funny. Which guy is that? Is that the nerdy dude that yeah. you were sad when he died? Yeah, that's yeah. that's Gungan. Yeah, that's Gungan. Okay, can Gungan. I? Oh, is that's not that's the guy. Wait, are we talking about this um, Andy from? Modern Family is not. No, 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 no. That's that's Adam Devine, who is also hilarious in this. But okay, uh, oh, I'm talking some... about the main main character yeah, of Silicon Valley, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I've never uh, seen that show, and I feel like I need to get on that. You um, should watch it; it's really good. I I know him from the kids' movie Fun Size, which was more entertaining than it should have been. I have no I have fucking comment, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what that is, okay. but I have a question for you okay. guys. Did you know? And this this is actually I was going to save this for later, but since you brought up the fact that not many people know about Final Girls. Here is something that is interesting. There's another film that came out this year called Final Girl. Do you know about this? I have heard people mention it. Like on other movie podcasts, they they mention 
final girl, and then they're like, but not final girls. Like they right, right. So I was telling um, my my barber about final girls, and she was like, "Oh, I think I want to see that. Or I wanted to see that. Like I'm gonna put it on my list." And then I was like, "Hey, did you watch Final Girls yet?" Last time I got my haircut, and she said. Uh, oh, we we rented the wrong one. It was called The Final Girls, and it was like this 80s horror spoof. And I'm like, that's the one I've been talking about. It's really good. She's like, oh, no, no. The one I want to watch is called Final Girl, and it's got the same guy in it who's the main guy in Final Girls, and he's in Vikings. And that's actually the tall blonde dude that, that Max has a crush on oh. in this movie. He's also in Final Girl, which has Abigail Breslin in it. And it's like this weird... Not good film. I just watched it because I knew we were going to watch Final Girls. I was like, I got, I got to watch it to see if it's if we have two good movies with the same basic title in one year. And no, Final Girl is like this weird crime noir. It's supposed to be set in like this abstract time period that's kind of 1950s, but not. I have the synopsis in front of me. If you want me to read that, please do. And then I want to rip <laughs> it to shreds for like one minute. Okay, so Veronica, the new girl in town, is lured into the woods by a group of senior boys looking to make her a victim. But the boys don't know that Veronica's been trained to handle herself in surprisingly lethal ways. <laughs> oh, that sounds so shitty. Oh, it's so it's worse than you think it is. Like, it's real bad. And she, like, because it kind of neuters Abigail Breslin's character. If she's been trained to fight, and also she's been trained to fight for mm. 10 fucking years and she still she gives them okay you guys saw batman uh begins right you know where scarecrow has that fear drug yeah yeah she gives them that fear drug basically and so she fights them but they're all like out of it why would you train for 10 years and then almost get killed in the process of fighting these dudes who are hallucinating oh the movie has so many things wrong with it and and it's the acting is crap. The writing is crap. I mean, Abigail Breslin does the best she can. But there are some good-looking scenes, I guess. But it really doesn't bring anything to the table. And I don't know why it's called Final Girl because the guy who trains her trains her because these kids apparently killed his wife. But how is it that they're only seniors in high school and they killed his wife 10 years previous Somehow, and he's like, they're animals, and blah, blah, blah. Were they, were they in the seventh grade or something when they killed I, his I don't, wife? But, like, also, why? Scott, it, it Scott, makes... Scott, Scott. This is a sequel to Bloody Birthday, I think. Like, <laughs> Listen, nobody made helicopter sounds where they're trying to finger bang their girlfriend. It is not a sequel <laughs> to Bloody Birthday. Woo! <laughs> right. Do you want to hear the tagline with the logline of this movie? Yes, sure. uh, please tell everyone. She didn't start it, but she'll finish it. Yeah. Two thumbs down. Fuck right. off. So quick question, yeah. though. I, I really don't want us to skip over this. So, Scott, now when you say you have a barber, like, are you talking about, <laughs> like, like you have, like, a friend that cuts your hair, right? Like, you're not rolling into, like, a barber shop frequently enough that it's your your barber. I have a woman who cuts my hair. If I had said hairstylist, it would have been just as confusing for you, I'm sure. <laughs> There's a woman who cuts my hair, and I refer to her as my barber because she cuts my hair like a man. Like, okay. cuts a man's haircut, you know? Like, she also cuts women's. She cuts my wife's hair. Okay, but, like, she's a like she's someone that you know, like, you go to their house, right? You're not, like, going to no. an old-timey barber shop with no, the no, no, red no. and no. white I guess spiral thing. No, it go, you go to a salon, but she is, like... 
Okay, I, I don't know. Like, what's the t- it's this term? It's a, it's a, what's the term? <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot like barbershop and barbershop two with Ice Cube. It's yes. a lot like that. Guys, yeah. guys, I'm gonna show my whiteness. Do you ever watch Blackish? No. Okay, don't because like it's it's. I very did watch Good Times watch. for two hours yesterday, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was Wait. the episode where James died. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. Reading in a challenge. <laughs> James! In a jury. Good times. You want to know some bullshit, though? I watched Good Times for two hours, and not once did JJ say dynamite. It was infuriating. <laughs> because he probably said that twice the entire fucking series. <laughs> but anyway, like, Black-ish, there's a, an episode. Megan will put it on sometimes. And, I mean, it's it's funny, but it also makes me feel weird because I'm not sure if it's a show that's written for white people to like make them feel like they understand black culture. If it's actually a show for written for black culture or what, it's like this weird thing. And I don't know. It's very odd. There's this one where they go, he like goes to his barber and the, he's, his barber's this old guy and he fucks up his hair and the whole episode, he's like trying to get his hair done correctly. And so that's why when you said, is this a person, do you go to the, like the shop and there's the, the, the peppermint swirl thing outside. No, it's not like that at all. That's it sounds like that episode of Blackish owes a lot to an episode of Seinfeld. I watched a lot of Seinfeld, and that's not ringing a bell, but I don't really want to talk about Seinfeld on our podcast. Can we never talk about Seinfeld on our podcast? Okay. Okay, cool. So, no, there's I, one Seinfeld episode. If we ever what talk the fuck about. What are you doing? <laughs> if we ever do Dead Silence, that's the one about the killer dolls. Right? Oh, we have to talk about the George's mom doll? <laughs> Okay. All right. Now we cannot talk about Seinfeld until we uh, talk about that. Uh, okay. So this is a good time, I think, for Adam to talk about what his issue was with the ending of this movie. So, so yeah. If you if you are still Final Girls and you don't want us to ruin the ending of Final Girls, this is a good time to like stop the episode on video on demand, or it might even be on instant watch for all I know. Uh, but I it's on Blu-ray. That's for damn sure. But uh, go ahead, Adam. Let us know what your issue was. So can I just say I've never watched any Seinfeld, and I haven't had a haircut in like four years, so I'm not even fucking listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, That's a lie. So, you're obsessed with our podcast, and you'll be listening as soon as that puts it up. Yeah, you're right. I'll listen to this four or five times before the week. Um, so <clears throat> two, two, two things that I can remember right now. Uh, one would be, you know, at the beginning when they first enter the film, how it keeps resetting and yeah. they keep coming up in the van over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, why didn't they just walk back down to that road and let it reset again and just keep trying to get it right and save everybody? In the, oh, you know my God. I mean? That's genius. That would have been an awesome movie, actually. <laughs> exactly. It would have been like Groundhog Day where they like have to do things differently every time to try and like keep it all together. But in the end, they would realize, like, you know what? These aren't even real people. Just let them fucking die. Like, it, I don't know. And, and then at the end of the movie... They're in the hospital, and Thomas Middleditch is like, oh, no, it all really happened. Like, look here. And he lifts up his shirt, and he has that big machete cut across him, right? Well, mm-hmm. Alia Shawkat and Nina Dobrev blew up 
in a fucking fire. They exploded in the house, and they don't have a fucking scratch on them. So what? What is that about? What the shit? So yeah, that was just two things that I was like, this is fucking. Strange. And then the other thing is like, okay, so it immediately jumps into they're in the sequel, right? They're in the second movie. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that in the real world, where the theater is on fire, the projectionist Someone decided to start the- showing the next movie <laughs> while the theater was still on fire? <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, though, if they're showing it in an old-timey theater, that would mean that the projectionist was switching the reels throughout the film as well. So unless it was set up like a DVD where it would just play the next part of the DVD or something like that, I I don't know. These seem like film nerds, though, that would want to watch it in its... uh... They would have to watch it analog. Absolutely. No DVD bullshit. Exactly. So, yeah. Listen, Adam, this is what I thought. Um, about and I this might just be me trying to fill in the gap so that this movie is fun and I don't have to think about the logic behind it. But um, that fire, I took as I think this is all a fever dream that Max is having because she's like basically having a mental break because her mom is the anniversary of her mom's death and she's watching her mom in the, basically the the highlight of her quote unquote career and she wishes that she could tell her mom the things that she couldn't or that she didn't tell her before she died. And so she sees the little fire on the floor and imagines the whole thing. And and the fact is, is that the fire probably got put out real quick. And they are, I mean, and she's still in the theater. They make it through the first camp bloodbath and then they put on the second one. And she's like, oh, I, I want to be in the, I want the, this. I want the sequel to be part of my delusion too. So she, the second movie's on. So she gets her friends to come back from the dead and has them in her sequel. But, you know, it'd be really cool is if they did Final Girls 2 and she's, lost her mind and is going through the theater murdering everyone. I like that you yeah. somehow turned Final Girls into Slumber Party Popcorn? Massacre 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. yeah. You absolutely fucking did. Okay, no, here's here's what happened. Baby Macaulay Culkin walks Max up the stairs and then it cuts to her in fucking, where is it? Uh, Vietnam and she was got hit by a gas attack. It was all a death dream while she was talking. Jacob's Ladder. It does also I, make it, it does make more sense that this is all in her mind than the fucking weird uh, Rube Goldberg that needed to happen for the fucking fire to spread as quickly as it did. Also, I hate to break it to everybody listening, but vodka doesn't burn like that. <laughs> Trust me, I tried in college. It doesn't work like that at all. <laughs> Scott's tried more than once to burn down a movie theater before. <laughs> it's got to be Everclear for it to burn. <laughs> We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. All right, so is there anything else we want to say about the final girls, or do we want to move on to what we watched this week? Yeah, it's just good. People should watch it. It's definitely Everybody worth the watch. You should watch it. It's really great. It's really fun, and it. it I think that it hits the last. The last discussion that I think it was the last discussion we had. I mentioned or Lost After Dark. I think is what it's called from 2015. Also, that movie that's like a straight homage to 80 slasher flicks. Yeah. This movie does everything right where that movie does everything wrong. I know that we were going – I was going to 
hold out for you guys to like watch it so we could discuss it just as a what did we watch type thing. But that movie like has a great head start where it's basically doing like the straight homage where it's trying to make an 80s film, but it screws it up so bad that I don't even know if I want you guys to watch it. It's really... You pissed. know I'm going to watch it regardless. Okay, well, then you can tell me that you agree with me in, like, a month when you finally watch it. But Final Girls, I think it, it it's really fun. I know it's kind of like a Wedding Singer-esque homage to the 80s, and I know that that kind of bugged you a little bit and when we were talking about it before. Yeah, but- I'm, well, and I'll explain what I mean by that. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. But I, I, I prefer I, – I think that there's two ways to do a movie that takes place in the 80s. And I feel like it's only with the 80s. When people do films that take place in the 70s or the 90s or the 60s, they don't do this. But for some reason, eight, if a film takes place in the 80s but it was not made in the 80s, you either play it super serious like any other decade or they do this thing where all of these characters have some type of weird knowledge of what the future holds but they don't know that they have that knowledge. Um, Wedding Singer has like two or three jokes that stand out in my mind that that are like that, where it's like, oh, take off that shirt before you jinx Van Halen and they break up and like stuff like that, where it's like it's a little too like in the know of what's actually going to happen. And I I much prefer it to just be like, hey, just play it like a normal film would feel in the 80s. Like that's all you need to do. Those films were fun. Like You can still make them funny without it being like. Hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know what's really going to happen to these people in another couple of years, right? Right. The only right. movie it, that gets off the hook for that is Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yes, and that's because that's the whole premise of the movies that they are hyper aware of what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some movies take it way too far. <laughs> Kung Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't watched it. I don't know. If I really... finally did. I finally did. You know what? Fucking garbage. Put yeah, it so right you in agree the trash. With, you agree with me. Everyone thought that uh, I was this big asshole. There is nothing in that movie that represents an 80s action film in the slightest. Except for David Hasselhoff. It, it was like if, if Korea did a bunch of cocaine and then tried to make a movie about the 80s. Like, that's <laughs> the entire that. country. That, North yeah, and South so, Korea. Well, well, okay, so I don't know if Scott's watched this documentary yet. And I mean, it's available. Dude, don't on spoil Inst- the documentary for me. No, uh, <laughs> but it is available on Instant Watch. Like, Kung Fury was trying really hard to be, I think, an homage to, like, canon films. And even canon films were never as insane as Kung Fury is. I don't know. Do you remember our discussion for Life Force? That's true. But have you seen Kung Fury? No, and I don't intend to. Yeah, don't. All right, so (laughs) what did we watch this week? I'm going to go real quick because I only watched one movie and I caught, like, two episodes of a TV show. My brother... And my dad, throughout the holiday, kept watching a show on Amazon Prime called The Man in the High Castle, I think it was called. Yeah, that's based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Yeah, it's like if the Nazis had won World War II or something. It was okay. I wasn't, like, blown away by it. It was fine, whatever. It it had this one moment, though. You ever, have a, you ever see a scene in a movie where the writer of the, the movie or the show is so proud of how unique their idea is that they can't help but mention it in dialogue. I feel like that happens a lot in the crap that we discuss yeah. on this podcast. There's a line in one of the episodes that they were watching, I think it's in like the second or third episode, where this girl and this guy are having a heart-to-heart, and the girl just goes, you ever just think about how dramatically different things would be if just one thing had worked out differently? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you, like, are you just... 
fucking throwing the thesis of the show in a line of dialogue and then like jerking yourself off for how brilliant it is. Like, but the thing is, is that he didn't come up with the concept. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, it's it's whatever. I, I enjoyed what I watched. I don't have an interest in seeing it to the end. But if like it ended up on Netflix one day, I maybe would binge the episodes. It kind of reminds me of in, in the butterfly effect where they sit down and they explain the butterfly effect to you. Yeah. And you're like, fuck off. I didn't. <laughs> I know. I fucking, you're showing me. The whole movie's been this. Shut up. <laughs> What was that movie where they that was based on a um, uh, Ray Bradbury story that had the same idea where they went back in time and they're like they, to the dinosaurs and then like they obviously killed the butterfly and then um, they come back and then like the world's all screwed up. I think you're thinking of oh, a that Simpsons was, uh, episode. Yeah, that was an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually was a Sound of Thunder or something like that. That was actually a movie based on a Ray Bradbury book. Which came way before the Simpsons episode, so fuck y'all. <laughs> so the movie that I watched was a... Wow, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> no. The, mo- the movie that I watched was a film from the 80s. It's not on the short list, but it's definitely on the long list of movies that I'm going to throw at us one day. Right. The Brain from 1988 about a scientist who builds a giant human brain that controls people and forces them to Is watch the TV. Is it like the big meatball monster? Yes. <laughs> yes, we have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you show you like sent me you sent me like a trailer for that or something. I've seen that fucking movie before. I don't remember it, but I re- I know that I've seen it. Yeah, How I can we watch this movie. Uh I could bump that pretty high up on the list. I, could... I think that there there's a distinct possibility that this needs to happen like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it'll be that soon, but uh, there will be a point very soon that I guess that we will be discussing the brain. I'm going to add that to our list. We should also rediscuss brain damage just so that Adam can have his mind blown again. <laughs> I by the time this airs, there will have been an every damn DVD article about brain damage as well. So is it talking yeah, about can... that it, time? That it may mention. It may mention okay. that in a in a line or two. Sweet, I'm going to get a shout out. <laughs> but that's all I've got. Okay, I'll go. Sure. Um, I you guys know that there all those movies got leaked, eh? The Revenant and a bunch of other stuff got leaked out. Yeah, because some some dude wanted to share and them. He's the, other no, he's the, he's the he's the executive producer of the remake of Point Break. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I like the theory is that he he didn't like he wanted everybody to see these movies so that then they'd go see Point Break. Which I don't think it's going to work out for. I don't think anything well. is going to get people to go watch the remake of fucking Point Break. Yeah, I mean, how do you remake perfection? Like, fuck off. I, obviously, and without Swayze, I mean, you can't do it. Yeah, I'll catch that. I'll catch that movie when it comes back. It ain't coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and no Busey either. Like, you can leave oh Keanu God. out. I don't give a shit. But Busey and Swayze. Wait, Swayze's in it, right? Amazing. Yeah, Swayze's uh, Bodhi Zaffa, man. It's been like 15 years since I've seen that movie, so it is very, very foggy in my brain, but I still remember that we had crazy Swayze in it. And he fires a gun in the air and yells, ah. And then there's the hot fuzz comment where they talk about that. I mean, you really could just skip watching Point Break and watch just watch Hot Fuzz, which I think is a better (laughs) version of Point Break. (laughs) No, you fucked it off, Matt. You just don't understand that surfing's a fucking state of mind. Um... (laughs) All right, so you so think anyways, this is a costume? <laughs> it's way of life. Oh, yeah. I like it spooky. <laughs> uh, 
so so anyways a bunch of those got leaked out uh so there's high quality dvd versions of these movies and i watched uh the hateful eight by quentin tarantino uh it was three hours long and therefore it was 90 minutes too long but it was still very 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 good it it's uh, like i don't the way that quentin tarantino does dialogue like i could just watch two people talk for a full 90 minutes and it would be fucking fascinating to me so the additional like hyper violence that he throws in there is all just fucking gravy on top for me so he's one of the few guys that i think not always but but more than often can get away with long movies for me like usually a long movie i can feel the length of a movie but he's <laughs> but he's pretty good at uh, uh, you know how sometimes you watch a movie and it's like a 90 minute movie but it feels like a three hour movie and then other times you can watch like a two hour movie but it doesn't feel like two hours like Quentin Tarantino is the only person who I think could make a three hour movie that doesn't necessarily feel like a three hour movie Pulp Fiction's long as shit but that movie flies for me until you get to the Bruce Willis story and then it drags a little bit and then it starts moving again honestly I you're, you're, you're not talking to the right person at least in my in my case because there's only one Tarantino movie I can watch more than once, and it's Inglorious Bastards. I thought you were about to say Death Proof, and I was about to end this podcast. What? You don't like Death Proof? I think it's his worst film. I, I think that that's like one of the most unwatchable things ever made. I watched it once, and I enjoyed it, but I, I have no interest in watching it again. It wasn't nearly as good as the other Grindhouses, so I didn't watch I mean, I watched I watched Planet Terror like three times in a month yeah. when it came out. Like, yeah, I, Planet I Terror was once. way better. Way, way better. I, mean, I, I don't I agree know with Planet you. Terror live up to it like I, I don't know if it stands up to the test of time and it's only what like seven years eight years old yeah i i agree with you that death proof is his worst but i don't think it's an unwatchable hunk of garbage like i, I, I still think that, that's that no, no that's i said that said. i said yeah. that i will and that's crazy that. for matt to say that because matt watches shit like uh the brain. Too. The brain. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quentin tarantino movie he didn't even direct which was true romance i love true romance yeah megan loves true romance too I've watched it more uh, than my share. I want to. Okay. I want to change my. I want to change my opinion and say that's his worst movie. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Death Proof. Um, yeah. So, anyways, like Hateful Eight, it was really, it was really enjoyable. Um, there was it, when you, you know, you're talking about like a 90 minute movie that three, feels like a three hour long movie. Like this was no Jug Face, so it, you didn't really feel. Yeah, I was time. trying to think of like the most recent movie we talked about that was like so unnecessarily long. And Jug Face was short, like numerically like i think it was like 77 minutes or something like that but it just felt oh, like an eternity <laughs> like, hey that reminds me that helps me remember one of the other things i watched i had i saw one person post a facebook status today that was like hateful eight kurt russell is in the snow and he doesn't know who to trust and there's a black guy there i'm just saying hateful eight is a remake of the thing <laughs> oh fuck off oh whatever it is a bottle film, though. It's 100%. It is a bottle film. But, uh, like, it's shot in Wyoming, so he does all these, like, long, lingering shots of, like, the mountains and the snowscapes and stuff. And you're, like, looking at the time, you're like, this is two hours and 47 minutes long. Like, I don't fucking need this, man. Like, cut cut the fat. Like, trim it out. But he's just jerking off because he's got it shot on 70 millimeter and stuff. And he's yeah. like, such a film freak, blah, blah, blah. Like. That's fine, Quentin. Take that home. Watch it in your bedroom in the privacy of your own fucking jerk off zone. But don't bring it here. Like, fuck, cut her down, buddy. <clears throat> Anyways, I suggest it though. <laughs> I, I would suggest one. <laughs> All right. How about you, Scott? What did you watch? I watched 
so much. I kn- okay. I knew it. I I had a feeling there's going to be a list because you sent it to us already. That, that's only half. <laughs> All right. So Jesus. I already mentioned Final Girl. I, I don't know what happened. I, I seriously, this is not my normal. I think that is because I watched a bunch of stuff like the weekend we recorded our last podcast. Oh, it's because it's been two weeks since our last podcast. That's why. Anyway, so Final Girl, not good. Finished stage fright. Not nearly the the last like hour and 20 minutes does not hold up against the first 10 minutes <laughs> like that that first 10 minutes of that movie is like gold the rest is shit so there's that i finished I, I am still slogging my way through the eternity that is supergirl 1984 i believe it is the best thing that's happened in this movie so far is the fact that matt frewer is kind of rapey and gets the shit beat out of him by Supergirl the first minute she's in uh, on Earth. It's it's awful. I keep falling asleep watching it in bed with Megan, and uh, it's it's totally it's basically unwatchable. How many uh, times has Megan had to watch this movie? Then most of the time she watches like five minutes and is like, "I'm going to sleep." I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to try and finish this," and then I fall asleep. <laughs> so I, I'm not even at the halfway point yet. I'm just going to give up anyway. Um, I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, 3, and 4. And let me tell you something. Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 is my second favorite horror Christmas movie. Christmas horror movie. Okay. Number one being Gremlins, obviously. Yeah. Second thing, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 is awful. Yeah. I told (laughs) you that part five is the best of the sequels. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I really liked Part Four, but it's it has not nothing Christ- to do with Christmas. No, but here's the thing: <laughs> is if we're saying Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels, Four is the best sequel. It's really fun, and it's in that Clint Howard like bug mania of the early '90s. It's like th- if you want to have a great triple feature, you watch this movie, or you watch Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. You watch Ticks, and you'll watch, um, what was that crap movie that you made, that, that movie that you made me watch, where there's the, the, the little monster that's sucking on the chick's boob. Oh, hideous. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, So you know who direct you, you noticed who directed part four? Yeah, it's, um, Brian, shit. Brian Yasnin? Yasna. Yasna, Yasna, who did, uh, Society and, like, Bride of yes. Reanimator. Yes. Yeah, I was like, that name is super familiar. Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to block society from my brain for so long. But it makes sense you know, because those special effects absolutely are, fit into the same yeah. realm. They're super gooey yeah. and, and weird. And there, we're never going to have an era of like creature feature as gooey as like 1993. So you mentioned Jugface. It reminded me that I watched Pod on uh, Netflix. Don't watch it. It's oh, I just a- saw that on there earlier today. It looked awful. Why would you wait? I I was intrigued by the um by the the little explanation. Um, Did somebody uh, tell you not to watch it, and you're just so anti anti contrarian that you fucking had to? <laughs> no, but this is a good word. Good job. Word of the week: anti contrarian. Um, so the woman who plays Ada in Jugface plays a a. a, a I can't tell. I can't remember if she was a drug addict or a, I think she might have just been an alcoholic in this movie. And so they actually put makeup on her this time, but her eyes are still bugging out of her head all the time because that's the only way she knows how to act is to look like incredulous or surprised. Um, and she screams for the last 15 minutes of her life in this movie. And it's the most obnoxious thing. Yeah, don't watch it. It's real bad. Oh, you watched, you watched Babadook? 
<laughs> well, I guess I since I did I watched Pod. That's my get out of jail free card. I never have to watch the Babadook. Still haven't watched it. Still refuse. So I have one last movie that I want to mention, and I'm mentioning it at the end because I can only say good things about it. Star Wars Episode Seven. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you guys want to like meet somewhere in the middle and just watch it? Because I love that movie. I still haven't seen it, so yeah. <laughs> Adam? I, I haven't seen it yet either. Um, so I, I, I have an opportunity to see it tomorrow, uh, but I guess I'll hold off. and. No, you can just watch you it guys. tomorrow because you'll want to watch it again. You will. Okay. I've, Megan I've and I watched one... it on a Saturday, and then on Sunday we were like, let's go see it again. <laughs> we didn't, but we wanted to. Yeah, I'm probably um, going sometime during my week off this week. I met one person that didn't like it so far, but that person's an idiot, so don't worry about it. Well, Megan's one of Megan's best friends was so disappointed in it, and it's because she thinks that it's like just retelling the same story, which is a common gripe that people have, but not a gripe that I have. Because I think that we've, we've all seen so many movies now that I see the same story played out a million times in a million different ways. So who cares? That's my least the least of my worries. Well, so. and like it's not exactly like a New Hope with some groundbreaking story arc that it was writing in to begin with. Right. It, to be fair, my take on it, it, and this isn't a spoiler for either of you guys, is that the families that are involved in Star Wars kind of have this cyclical thing where tragic things happen every thirty years in that universe. If you take the prequels. That was like basically 30 years before A New Hope, or let's just say 20 years before A New Hope. And some like it's, it's that kind of tragic thing where the, the same forces are uh, – sorry for using the word force. But like the same sides are kind of like drawn up every 20 years. It's kind of like this never-ending battle. So I don't know. I, I had no problem with it. And I love the fact that Megan and I both loved the fact that there was you know a strong female character in it. Uh, you know, like the the J.J. Abrams is just, I mean, in my opinion, you can do no wrong. I've never seen a bad J.J. Abrams movie. Even Cloverfield is fun. So I don't know. I, I really liked it, and I would highly recommend it to anybody. So once well, you guys see the, it, I can't wait for us to circle jerk about it. All right. The only uh, thing that I have to, to comment on, I don't think the end of the prequels is tragic because Padme died and Anakin got burnt to shit, and I was happy that both <laughs> those things happened. <laughs> All right, that was 2015's The Final Girls. We are back on track now. It's 2016. We're ready to, to start hitting it hard with some good movies. So there's <laughs> nothing but positivity coming up in the near future for Horror Movie Night. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add real quick before I start doing the spiel of advertising? Don't watch Final Girl. Don't watch Pod. <laughs> watch Final Girls. Yes. Last week we had a little mailbag episode that we dropped on Sunday night. We would love to do more and more of those. So don't forget you can always shoot us your mail, your thoughts, uh, questions, movie reviews, anything that you really want to send to us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. It's awesome hearing from you guys. It, it really is. It makes us know that we're not podcasting this just for the three of us to listen to over and over and over again every day. Yeah. You should probably give them your address because I know that there are a couple people that want to send dirty panties. Okay. Just go on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> uh, so don't forget, send us and almost every movie that we discuss. If it's not picked by the three of us, it's picked by one of you guys. So always send us some movie suggestions as well, as well at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. 
I love Last Action Hero. Of course you do. It's a piece of shit action flick. <laughs> Oh, man. I love you, but god damn, you have terrible taste in movies. And terrible taste in co-hosts, by the way. <laughs> We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 